In a world filled with spyware, ransomware, fish, and more, we need you to be the hero. In this podcast, information protection and security is bringing new ways to fight back against the dangerous actors looking to do digital and physical harm. We'll give you everything you need to know on a different topic of risk every month. Coming to you from IPS with Love. Welcome to From IPS with Love. Our guest today is Joey Tamboli. He's a director of information security assurance at HCA Healthcare, and he's going to help us uh, be more safe and secure when we travel. Welcome, Joey. Yeah. Thank you for having me again, Lisa. Um, so let's start with just physical security, some basic physical security tips for when you're traveling. Sure. You know, when you uh, invited me to to conduct this podcast, you know, my, my mind immediately goes to the IT side, the technological side, the cyber side of, mm-hmm. of security. But I really think it needs to start with your physical security. And that's something that's unfortunately been all too common in the news with active shooter situations and things like that. So situational awareness is something big here at HCA. And I think it's, it, it applies, especially for traveling because you're in unknown elements, you're, you're in more public spaces. And so you need to have your, your wits about you and, Make, make these mental movies, which is something that we like to, to preach about, about, you know, if you're in a situation, you're, you're in a public space, you know, know where the exits are. As I'm looking around in this building or this room <laughs> for, the, for the exits, you know, be cognizant. Don't, don't stare at your phone as you're walking through you know, to, to your, your Uber or your Lyft. Pay attention, especially if you're in a foreign country, right? Because you're probably, there's a chance you might stick out. And so mm-hmm. you want to make sure that you're not opening up a, a physical map, looking around, you know, it just, it just, you, you make yourself more of a target. So just be cognizant of your surroundings at, at all times. Right. And, uh, you know, I think we often think, well, when we're on vacation, especially if we're in a foreign country, well, then we're, we're off duty, but you really do need to be aware. Um, I mean, it, it, it's good for you and good for your family too, when you're in a crowded place, like an airport, public transport, or a place that you're not familiar with to, mm-hmm. um, yeah, take take just a moment um, and know your surroundings. Yeah, if I'm sitting at the airport, you know, at the gate waiting for my plane, I generally sit in a chair that's along a wall, so mm-hmm. that I don't have people directly behind me. It just gives me a sense of of, of security and safety. Mm-hmm. Same thing if I'm if I'm in a restaurant, I will generally have my back to to a wall, or, or at least so that I'm facing the predominant area where the 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 guests would be would be eating, and I, and I can have a, a good lay of the land, know where the exits are, and things like that. That's just, that's just my, my human nature. It doesn't come easy to, to everybody, but as you're traveling, I would preach, you know, make a concerted effort to be extra aware of your surroundings. And I know um, we've actually had some situations here at HCA Healthcare with HCA Healthcare colleagues where, um, you know, there is just, you're in that vac- vacation mindset, you're relaxed, maybe your guard is down. I know there was um, a colleague who was at Disneyland, right? The most fun place in the world. And a stranger saw she was trying to take a picture of her family. He came over and said, let me take a picture for you. Um, took her phone. She went back to pose and he ran off with her phone. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so that's just a common thing where you think, oh, everybody here is on vacation um, and not go- trying to take advantage of me. Yeah. Um, so yep. just being it aware. It, it happens. happens. Yes. Okay. So physical surroundings, um, we take care of those. Uh, how can we physically protect our devices, like our phones, not handing them to a stranger, our iPads, yeah. our laptops? 
Yeah. So, you know, your, your devices you want to obviously keep on your person as much as possible. If you are traveling by, by plane, you know, I would not check any luggage that has, you know, a, a laptop or, or an iPad or anything like that. I would keep it in, in my carry on. Mm-hmm. And even then I would not store it up, up top in the storage. I would, I would keep it underneath my seat, mm-hmm. you know, because that's, there's, there's a lot of things are, are replaceable clothing is probably easier to replace than, than your phone or your wallet or things like that. So anything that you can't live without, basically, you know, I, I keep mm-hmm. as close to me as possible. You know, along with that, electronics only have a certain amount of battery life before you have to charge them. And as you know, if, if you're on a long flight or, or traveling for an extended period, you know, you're going to need to recharge your, your devices. And so a couple of tricks that, that I've been reading about is the bad guys, threat, threat actors, you know, they will, they will put, as I'm looking at the stream now, they will have like USB cables to charge an iPhone laying around. And little, little do you know, this is a special cable. It looks just like a regular one, but it's got built-in wireless. So it can, it can project and communicate wirelessly. It's got a keylogger. So as soon as you, as soon as you plug that in, yes, you're getting juice, you're getting power, but little, little do you know that it's also capturing everything that you type in or stealing all of your, all of your sensitive information. So what I like to do is if you're traveling and you need, need to charge, take a, take a battery bank or a power bank uh, mm-hmm. that's, that you ha- already have charged. And then you can charge your phone from that. If you, if you don't have one, or maybe it's dead, you know, you, you know, bring a, a USB adapter that plugs into a physical you know, power outlet mm-hmm. that is yours. And you can charge your phone that way. I also suggest marking them especially if you're going through customs or, or maybe if you check your bag, you know, with, with the cable in it, you want to make sure that it's the right one that you got back, mm-hmm. you know, get a Sharpie or, or mark it in some way mm-hmm. so that you know that it's yours. Right. So you're saying um, a lot of those free charging stations at airports are not the I would best. Not use them. You would not use them. Yeah. No, especially if it's got a direct USB connection that you would connect in, into mm-hmm. your phone. If it's, if it's a, if, it, if there's a, a power adapter, that then has the USB connected to it. I mean, I would be less nervous about that, but mm-hmm. even still, I would rather just have my own power bank charge from it. And if I need to charge the power bank, then I just plug it into mm-hmm. whatever's available. There's no real risk or harm in that. Right. And just a regular outlet plugging yes. into that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good advice. Cause people are certainly always hovering around those charging bars yeah. <laughs> and they're yeah, free. <laughs> and they, of course they've, they've coined a phrase for it. It's called juice jacking. Where they, where the, the the bad actors will go in and and you know you're yes you're you're powering your 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 electronic device but they're also jacking your data and stealing. So it's two way. Yeah, you're yeah. getting power and they're getting yeah. your passwords, anything like yeah. that, all of your data. And there are other adapters that you can have where you can um, basically that you would you would connect your USB cable to it, and it would uh, restrict or limit any any data that would be, that would traverse the, the cable. So it can only allow, only allow power, but okay. you know, there's, there's a cost to those. And mm-hmm. it's just easier in my opinion, just bring your own power. Right. Power bank. Right. Okay. So, so we're protecting our devices. What about other personal security tips? I'm a big fan of the Apple air tags. I, I know they can be used for nefarious purposes, but you know, I have them in, in each of my vehicles. My dogs have them. We have special collars. So if they were to get lost, I can track them more easily, but also think about your luggage. If you are mm-hmm. checking a bag you know, and if it's a direct flight, less chance of it maybe getting, getting lost. But if mm-hmm. you have a, a layover, <laughs> I mean, you've heard horror stories, right? So, so the way the, the air tags work is it, it finds other 
Apple users and kind of uses their wireless connectivity and things like that. Mm -hmm. So you can, it's my, my experience, it works pretty well. I can follow my bags. Oh, that's great. Yeah. 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 And when they don't turn up in the, in the round table, you'll know that they're in Detroit or wherever, at wherever you are. (laughs) Um, And what about uh, safety tips for renting cars? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm, um, I have mixed feelings on that. You know, if you're going to charge your phone, uh, again, I would not plug it directly into into the USB port on the on the car. I would bring. You know, most of them have a, a the old cigarette lighter. Right. You, can, you know, you can charge it that way or charge it through your own uh, power bank that mm-hmm. I mentioned. If you're going to use like Apple CarPlay or or Android Auto, which is very very convenient, it's very nice. Mm-hmm. I personally have it in my car. You know, if you're if if you're driving a lot, then I could see the the value that would come from having your maps and your navigation displayed on, on a big screen so that you're not having to look at your phone and, and that's you know, that's less safe mm. than it would be using using CarPlay. If you do sync up either Bluetooth or through CarPlay, you know, if, if it prompts you to sync up your contacts, which it generally does, obviously I would say no, mm-hmm. no to that. And then when you're done, before you return the car, go into the whatever settings they have and you should be able to find all paired devices. You mm-hmm. might find some people from previous right. rentals and go in and just make sure that you delete your device. Oh, that's good. That's a step a lot of people forget in that rush to just get out of there. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, we don't want that stored for other people to use. Yeah. Um, okay. So we're in our rental car. We say we get to our hotel or our Airbnb. How can we make sure we're, we're being safe where mm-hmm. we're staying? Yeah. So one, uh, one thing that a lot of people don't, I guess, think about is, is fire safety. And so I, when I check in, I, I request a floor that's on a, on a lower level, you know, and that may, that may be overly paranoid, but I call it being prepared. You know, there's only a certain level height that fire truck ladders can reach. And if, unless there's a compelling reason to be at the, at the top of the hotel, maybe there's a great view. It, other than that, I want to be as, as close to the, the, the lower levels as possible. So actually, you know, all my rewards and, and membership mm-hmm. cards for, for the hotels out there, they have it saved, stored that I want to be on, on a lower level. Again, just for for protection in case there's a fire and the, and the fire ladder can can reach me. You know, more more concerning though is around hidden cameras, especially when we talk about Airbnbs because mm-hmm. they're generally you know, owned by an individual and they have free reign of the space before you come and and visit there. And so there are you can read about stories with hidden cameras that people find, and you know some some ways you would go about inspecting it is, is looking around looking for fire smoke detectors, looking for them being out of place, uh, alarm clocks, uh, anything that, that looks, you know, maybe, maybe suspicious or, or out of place. Mm-hmm. However, you can really can't be too sure because some of these, you know, lenses are the size of a, of a pinhole. Right. Uh, so I've, I use uh, a little trick around uh, using leveraging infrared light. So for example, if you are in a hotel and you turn the lights out and it's hopefully as, as dark as it can be, <laughs> Uh, most cameras have have night vision capabilities, and it leverages infrared. Well, you, human eyes cannot see infrared; it's it's invisible to us. Mm-hmm. But luckily, our our phones, most phones, this is an iPhone 14. The front facing camera does not filter infrared. The rear facing camera does. So if I'm holding my phone up, almost like I'm taking a selfie, and I'm not looking at myself, I'm looking in the background to mm-hmm. see if there's a, a camera and it'll show up as in my case when I've when I've done this it shows up as a kind of a purple 
purple light okay. or a purple dot. Mm-hmm. And so I will hold my phone up and just kind of pan the room, going mm-hmm. around, looking looking in, in the background to see if I see a, uh, a, a purple light. And if you do, I mean, it doesn't mean it's it's um, maybe it's maybe it's tied to to something that is legitimate, legitimately supposed to be there. But mm-hmm. you at least you know where it is and you can mm-hmm. go and, and investigate further. Right. And be aware when you're, say, on your laptop and is this camera pointed at your laptop or capturing your keystrokes mm-hmm. even. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Let alone anything yeah. else you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And, the you know, the, the predominant area where cameras could be found would be in more private areas, showers, bathrooms, mm-hmm. uh, bedrooms, things like that. So you need to be a little bit extra careful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and maybe assume you're being filmed at all times. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah scary. Um, well, and I know you've also um, mentioned when staying in a hotel, uh, maybe skip the maid service, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's just another person coming in who can move your stuff around, who can replace yeah. your cables, that sort of thing. So you recommend for short stays? Yeah. You know, my, my mom would probably not like me to, to say that I, I don't I don't necessarily make my bed. Uh, so I don't need maid service if, I, if I'm at a hotel and it's just for a day or two. Right. I actually put the, the do not disturb on. That's almost the first thing I do. Mm-hmm. And you know, is it going to stop someone from coming in? Not necessarily, but at least the, the maid service, when they see it, they will most likely you know not uh, ignore the request. And so that just gives me a better sense of, of security that my stuff is, is still in there and it's not being seen or touched by anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, if you're in extended stay, obviously you probably need to get your sheets freshened up or, or new towels. So that might be a little bit of a different scenario. But for the mm-hmm. most part, if it's a short stay. I do not have, do not have maid service come in. Yeah. Best, yeah. best yeah. to just use, use the old towels. It's and, better for the environment. Yes. <laughs> That's right. It is. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, let's kind of finish up by talking about people going abroad. Any specific tips for international travel? Sure. The, the Department of State, State Department, they have a good website where you can go in and you can actually pull up, you know, any country and it'll, it'll tell you on a rating of one to four, four being the worst, your most unsafe, one mm. being the safest, uh, It'll rank the country that you're going to, and it'll also provide you information about why you know why it may be dangerous. Because some of it may be physical bodily harm, mm. others may be you know cybercrime, th- things like that. Uh, so you can get kind of a general idea before you travel what you can expect once you get there. You know, and, mm-hmm. and it may be that it's a large country and only one little pocket or one section you need to be concerned about. Oh well, I'm not going to that section, then mm-hmm. you know I'm, I'm I'm less concerned about about my safety. Not that I'm going to drop my guard down or anything, but um, it'll give me a little bit more peace of mind in a bit of I'm going to a place that's generally trustworthy. Your your passport, if you're if you're traveling internationally, yeah, it does emit RFID, radio frequency ID. So I do put mine in a, an RFID blo- a case, a blocker, and mm-hmm. you know, so your your passport emits your through RFID your your name and you know, obviously mm-hmm. and other information, pro- probably like your your address and, and mm-hmm. things like that. And so if someone has an RFID reader, they could potentially walk by you and just relatively short distance and, and capture that information. So mm-hmm. an RFID blocker will will prevent that from happening. So just another way to keep of keeping your data more secure. Right. Um, you know, one other one other tidbit that we, we actually have two employees who are going to China uh, in, in in a week's time. And so we've had we've had lots of discussions with them. But you know one of the things that I that I suggested as well is turn off the the face ID to unlock your phone if your phone has that. And you know, I don't know if it really makes a difference, but if theoretically, if you're going through customs and maybe it's a, an adversarial country towards the U.S., you know, they could request your phone and just hold it up to your face and now it's unlocked. Oh. So 
you know, it makes me feel better knowing that they can't do that. Mm -hmm. And I don't have a, I don't have a very, so I have to type in the the pen. It's, Mm -hmm. it's not easy. It's not a short or numeric only pen. It's Mm -hmm. It's a longer alphanumeric pen. And then once I'm through customs, I have, you know, regained access, full access to my stuff. Then you can turn the face ID back on. Oh, yeah. That's, a, that's good. So you have control over when they open it. That Yeah, that's a great tip. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, this has been wonderful. And I think, uh, you know, the bottom line is that vacations can still be fun, um, but we just need to take a few precautions and maybe a few prep steps beforehand that will just make sure that they're safe and secure mm-hmm. as well. Uh, and before we go... Um, I know we talked about a lot of spy and kind of action hero type things when we talk about pinhole cameras and those sorts of things. Um, so do you have a favorite action hero? <laughs> Probably <laughs> Keanu Reeves. You know, he's just such a nice guy. He's, he seems very, very genuine, but also I was a big fan of The Matrix when he came out 20 plus years ago. And, and now we've got some other movies and he just seems kind of a he's a good guy. He seems kind of goofy. You know, if you think about who's, who epitomizes acting ability, like he doesn't come to the top of, of most people's minds, but he just has a, a cult like following and there's just something about him. He's cool. I like him. Yeah, Definitely. He's cool. He's got a cool name. <laughs> well, thank you, Joey. Uh, and you can listen to this and all of our from IPS with love podcasts on all uh, major podcast platforms. And you can watch the video on media connect. Just search from IPS with love. 